So don't limit yourself on your current circumstances. Don't don't be limited to that. You know, other people may see that your background, they may say, okay, your mom is, you know, just struggling right now. Your dad is in the army providing for the family and you're raised by your, your grandmother. Don't allow the limitations that others try to place on you. Don't let that reduce the height of your potential. Mm. So if you have faith, then you're able to overcome any and every obstacle that you face in life. Hi, my name is Prince Daniels Jr. And I'm a former NFL running back, an author and thought leader who lives by the mantra, nothing is impossible unless you truly believe it is. I found the game beyond the game taught that talk as a place for thought-provoking and inspiring conversations with professional athletes discussing life's transitions. Game Beyond the Game is an ecosystem for professional athletes to cultivate the mindset to discover their overall purpose and vision in the game of life. And now, it's time to talk that talk with your MC, Stan Pearson II, and myself, Prince Daniels Jr. One of the things I just want to say is the reason why I created this is because uh, I had talks with Mario um, and other athletes about creating something or a community for athletes where we can share our story and inspire other athletes so they can reach their ultimate ambition. So thank you for having me here. I'm looking forward to this. This is a great time. I want every athlete to be able to share their story so that other athletes can hear it and we can make a difference in their, in their lives. Awesome. Thank you very much, Prince, for that introduction and being the, the visionary for a game beyond the game. Uh, today, you know, we're going to have a special guest, as you already heard a little bit before, Mr. Mario West, who is the director of Off the Court for MBPA, National Basketball Players Association, as well as author of Defend the Dream. I'm looking forward to hearing more about that in conjunction with discussing faith. So thank you very much, Mario. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me, man. Great to uh, be a part of this discussion. Uh, anytime. Appreciate you so much. And, and I know that, you know, obviously, you know, you've written the book, Defend the Dream. You have a journey. You have a bit of a story. You know, where does that story begin? Feel free to jump in wherever you'd like and kind of bring us along with you. So you want the, the short version or the long version? You know, for time. You know what? You know what, let's get somewhere in the middle, and then if we need to speed up, we will. We'll, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. But I want you to start wherever you're most comfortable. All okay. Right. So uh, the journey for me, man, uh, my birthplace, uh, Huntsville, Alabama. Um, I grew up playing basketball. It was always my dream to play in the NBA, um, idolizing, as we see, the last dance, Michael Jordan. I mean, that, that's the goat for me. Um, there's no debate, you know, but I, I know a lot of people like to argue uh, about that. But anyway, uh, growing up, man, like I said, it was always my dream to play in the NBA. I started playing basketball at the age of seven at the Boys and Girls Club. Um, my parents were very young when they had me. My dad was 19. My mom was 17. And so you can imagine having young parents who are pretty much babies themselves trying to raise a baby. They needed help. And oftentimes when you have young parents, it takes a village uh, my grandmother, uh, rest in peace, Alberta West, man, was very instrumental in introducing me to God and also making sure that she pushed me and challenged me in the right way to pursue my dream. And so I moved up to Georgia, to Douglasville, Georgia, age of nine, uh, received a lot of accolades all the way up into high school. Come my senior year, I didn't have a scholarship. And so it was my dream to go to Georgia Tech. And I remember watching, you know, Georgia Tech and Coach Hewitt. Uh, during the time they had an ACC, they were actually playing in the Georgia Dome. And I was like, wow, man, look at that, man. Like a black coach, man, at Georgia Tech. Like, man, I'm like, man, that's awesome. Like, I want to go there. Make a long story short, 
Um, I was able to walk on to Georgia Tech. I had an academic scholarship. Um, and then during my first year, I was able to earn an actual scholarship. So I was a freshman with Chris Bosch. I mean, just phenomenal player. Obviously, everyone knows what he went on to do uh, in the NBA and only did one year at Georgia Tech. I was a freshman with him. And Jared Jack, obviously, uh, Georgia Tech Hall of Fame, did phenomenal in the league. Uh, Theotis Tarver and Jim Neistrom. And so us group of guys, man, we really bonded. And then we had, uh, you know, upperclassmen, we had a B.J. Elder, who's a Georgia Tech Hall of Famer, ACC legend, Ishmael Muhammad, Marvin Lewis, Luke Shensher. Uh, we got a transfer by the name of Will Bynum. We had Clarence Moore, Robert Brooks, David Nelson, Big Dave. I mean, so collectively, man, we had guys that really sharpened me. And people, when they when I tell my story, I'm a direct, um, you know, recipient of the, the uh, environment that I was in, man. And that's guys who did well academically, you know what I'm saying, off the court. And then on the court, they challenged and pushed each other. Mm. And so uh, able to earn a scholarship, uh, participated in the uh, NCAA tournament three times. During my last year at Georgia Tech, I participated in the slam dunk competition hey. that gave me the exposure that I needed. I was blessed to win that competition and I wasn't even the best dunker in that um, competition, but I had, a, I had a plan. And so the way that I won that dunk competition, I have to give a shout out to Ishmael Muhammad because during his time at Georgia Tech, he was the best dunker in college basketball and probably in the world. And so I went to him and he helped me put together a very uh, sound and very fluid routine that enabled me to win the dunk competition. And that gave me the exposure that I needed because I didn't have any workouts for the NBA, nor did I have any workouts. I had no one under anyone's radar. Like if you would have mentioned Mario West because I averaged 4.3 points during my senior year, I'd be like, who is he? Who did he play for? Where did he go? So I had a tryout for the Atlanta Hawks uh, summer league team. I made that team, didn't do anything spectacular. I just went out and played hard. Uh, was definitely a professional, great teammate. I listened. I did everything that was asked of me. And then I got invited back to veterans camp. And once I got back invited to veterans camp, which is during the preseason with the full roster, that's how I made uh, the Atlanta Hawks and made my dream and the whole definition of defend the dream. That's when it all came about. Man. That's powerful, right? <laughs> and congratulations a thousand million times, you know, yeah. for, you know, being, you know, nailed into your faith, you know, mm -hmm. which is, you know, so much of what this discussion is about. What would you say along the way might have been some of your toughest obstacles? You know, you I know you mentioned before you didn't have a scholarship and walked up, then you earned a scholarship and then you didn't have, you know, you know, the, the notoriety of some of the other guys. And then so you know, what were some of the things that you were able to do to, you know, to help you rise to the occasion, no pun intended? Well, I will start back at the age, at the, again, at the age of seven. So at the age of seven, as I was introduced to basketball, you know, growing up with my grandmother, my dad was in the army and my mom had uh, some challenges. You know, she had a drug abuse problem. And so oftentimes, I mean, growing up, she wasn't in my life. And so at that point, my grandmother had introduced me to God. And that's when the whole faith and, and, and following God and just understand like anything that you want in life, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So don't limit yourself on your current circumstances. Don't don't be limited to that. You know, other people may see that your background, they may say, OK, your mom is, you know, just struggling right now. Your dad is in the army providing for the family and you're raised by your, your grandmother. Don't allow the limitations that others try to place on you. Don't let that reduce the height of your potential. So she said, if you have faith, then you're able to overcome any and every obstacle that you face in life. 
And so when you fast forward and look back, you know what I'm saying, through my life and when I explain it to people, like those challenges helped mold me. Was it painful? Absolutely. At the time, did I know I was going to make it through? No, but that's what faith is. It's seeing things that, that you can't see for the moment, but trusting God, knowing that he's there with you every step of the way. And so some of the challenges, again, the scholarship, not having that, but you know what? I embraced that. I felt like I said, God, you found a way even though that door was locked and I wanted a scholarship, you still found a way through the back door. You still made a key for me to get in that door. And that was my academic uh, scholarship. Mm-hmm. And once I got in there, it was like, okay, look, I'm here for a reason. So why not give it all, you know what I'm saying, all that I have and not trust that you're going to continue to provide for me. And that's when one day during practice, Coach Hewitt stopped practice and he said, you know what? I bow down. I'm going to give you a scholarship. I was going so hard. You know, and I was getting under the player's skin. It was actually the day before a game. And, you know, the day before a game, some guys kind of want to chill, kind of relax. But I was going 110, 10 miles per hour. You couldn't tell me. And I wasn't trying to do it, like, to get under their skin. I was doing more so. That's how I was. I was hungry. Like, I felt that. I wanted it. You know, and that was something that God placed on my heart at the age of seven. And once you turn that switch on, man, ain't no turning it off. Hmm. <laughs> Yo, thank you for sharing that piece. Woo! I really appreciate it. You know, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, that age, uh, you know, seven, you. Uh, and were there times, let's say, now, are there any things that now, if you had a chance to sit down with the seven-year-old version of you, the 16-year-old version of you, you know, what would you say to your younger self at those ages in particular? You can throw in a third age, too, if you'd like to. But, you know, that seven-year-old you, what would you tell seven-year-old you? What would you tell 13, 16-year-old you, you know, today? So, so the seven-year-old, the sixteen-year-old, uh, even the twenty-five-year-old, when I went through like a, a midlife crisis, and you know the the dream that I was defending, for a moment it was taken away from me, and we can discuss that later because I, I don't want to digress. But those that was a humbling experience, you know, for me. So looking back at the seven-year-old, I would just say, man, hold on to what you're doing. Keep defending your dream. Keep doing what you're doing right now at this present moment. But know that even though you can't see the end result. You just got to continue to trust in the Lord and just understand that everything that you're doing is going to pay off. You know what I'm saying? So people, when they talk about hard work and they talk about, you know, persevering, they're talking about discipline and determination and everything like that. Like if you really want it, the proof of your desire, the proof of your desire, whatever that is, doctor, lawyer, you know, artist, singer is in your pursuit. How do you pursue it? Do you pursue it wholeheartedly? Or do you pursue it, ah, you know what, today I don't feel like working out, today I don't feel like doing X, Y, and Z. Well, whatever it is that you desire will be a direct result of how you pursue anything in life. And that's just giving everything that you got. And so the 16-year-old, that's what I told. Like, I was so confident in myself that I was going to make it that I told my grandmother when I was nine, you fast forward from seven to nine, I said, you know what, Grandma, I'm going to make it one day. I'm going to buy you a house. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. You know, fortunate enough yes. that she already had a house, but look, I was able to pay off that, that house. I often have to go back to those times when I get into some kind of, you know, where I'm feeling down or I'm feeling like I have to go back to that seven-year-old Rio, young Rio, and that 16-year-old young Rio and say, man, look, you already been through the hardest part, the fire. You can't forget, just like God's people, how, as I digress for a second, when they were in slavery, right, they were laid out. And they said, you know what, Moses, how are you going to take us here, right, to, to the land when now we got this, uh, the, the Red Sea to part? And they forgot about, look, this is much better than what y'all were doing in bondage. Like, oftentimes we forget <laughs> all things that we've already accomplished and that we already went through. You know what I'm saying? How we overcame it. And so I have to sometimes go back 
two or three steps so I can move forward in the right direction that I'm trying to go. And I often have times have to reflect on those uh, those moments. Yo, that was a word right there. I'm definitely going to watch that back. And I hope uh, all people are listening, not just the right people, because sometimes it feels like the right people are always listen to the message, but every person needs to hear that. And I also want to run that back. You said the proof of your desire is in the pursuit of yes. it and the way you pursue it. Mm-hmm. Listen, whoever watching, listening, write that down. I'm gonna co- I'm gonna write it later. I'm gonna post it all over the place. I promise to give you credit, Mr. Mario West. It's certainly gonna happen because I think it's something that needs to be remembered. Okay, so that's seven year old. Actually, we visited the the nine and sixteen year old. So what about the twenty five year old you alluded to earlier? So so the twenty five year old. So so here's the thing, right? I'm living the life. I'm in the NBA. So when I first made the Hawks roster, mind you that I was making the league minimum, which was phenomenal, uh, but my contract wasn't guaranteed. And so I had to wait until January for my contract to be guaranteed, right? So I did that two years in a row, you know, where I went through uh, going into my second year with the Hawks. You know, I was pretty much an audition. I had to try out. I had to do summer league. I had to do everything that I did the first year to make the roster. I had to do that again. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah myself all over again and for some that can be exhausting but for me again the proof in your desire is in your pursuit so i'm like okay look bring it on god already showed me like look man like i'm not gonna send you to in a battle where you alone i got you and knowing that i got god in my corner it's just like in boxing man like when you're going through 12 rounds or, or whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish man it's all about who you got in your corner that's in your ear letting you know look look man you're gonna take these punches man and you're gonna go out there and you're gonna keep swinging so going into my third year Right. And the analogy that, that I want to paint a picture for is like in the Bible when um, who was it? Uh, Peter, was he walking on the water? Mm-hmm. Peter, Peter was walking on the water. Right. That's said huh? Peter was walking on the water. Yes. Peter, Peter was walking on the water and God was telling him, you know, come with, you know, say, come to me. And Peter was just walking. Everything was good until he did what? He took his eyes off that and then he started to sink. That's what happened to me at the age of 25. I had become so engulfed and so fixated on the gift that I took my eyes off the giver. And so he had to humble me and let me know, like, look, man, yeah, I gave you all this, but you can't forget to praise me and everything that I've given you. Mm -hmm. And so then I went down to the G League, which at the time was called the D League. And I went there for like a month and a half. I got my confidence back. I got my little swag back and everything. I got back to doing the things that I was doing in the beginning to get into the league. And that's when the Hawks called me right back up, man. You can't tell me, man, like that ain't just, just powerful in itself. And that's how my faith is, man. Like, you know, God had to put me through that experience, you know what I'm saying, so that I can make sure that don't be so fixated, you know what I'm saying, on the, on the, the gift that you forget to praise the giver. Mm. How does that make you feel to think about that moment? I'm sure there's some moments in life, you know, where you've, you know, whether it was relief, uh, happiness, uh, or even validation, there, you know, different words. Like, how did that moment feel? And is there another moment throughout your journey where you just feel like, yeah, like, yes. So, so that moment, I would say, uh, you know, it just, sometimes, man, you just go through life and, and you think about things that, that you overcame. That moment, going back to 25, um, is humbling. It's, it's also a part of it is, is painful. And it actually sometimes, you know, brings uh, tears to my eyes, tears of joy, knowing that I had overcame that, uh, 
particular moment in my life. And that was a victory. Oftentimes people forget, you know what I'm saying, the small victories in their lives. So then when they encounter another problem or obstacle, it's like, look, man, I was already in a situation where we were down by three with 10 seconds left to go. And I hit a three and then I stole the ball and got a layup and we won the game. And then two weeks later, I'm in a situation where I'm down four and it's seven seconds left and you start to panic. No, the same God that helped you, you know what I'm saying, a couple of weeks ago is the same God that's going to help you in this very moment. So I have to, oftentimes, I have to replay, you know what I'm saying, those things and then download, you know what I'm saying, that that I had, you know, a couple of weeks ago or years ago to help me again get to where I'm trying to get to in the future, man. So, you know, those moments, man, I just don't take for granted. It helps uh, shape who I am today, this man. I mean, because without those experiences, man, I wouldn't have nothing to lean on. And so the key is now having those experiences and having that foundation because at some point, yo, anybody in everybody's world is going to get rocked. You know what I'm saying? But what do you have to lean on? What do you have to stand on? Mm. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's what I just try to pride myself with of having something to lean on and stand on, but not just for myself, but to give to somebody else so they can find that which is true for them, for them to stand on and lean on. Ooh, wow. Man, you. So, I, I, I got a good no, question. Sorry, Taz. No, no, please. What, what was it like uh, playing against Kobe Bryant and LeBron James? Rest in peace to, to Kobe Bryant, man. I, I have a, a special moment, you know what I'm saying, that was just between me and Kobe. So I was known as a defender, and and which is the reason why you got to defend the dream. You know what I'm saying? We can talk about, you know what I'm saying, that and everything like that. But that was my role. And in life, you know what I'm saying, in anything that you have, man, like we have God-given ability. You know what I'm saying? I think it's uh, from one of my favorite movies with uh, Morgan uh, Freeman and um, – Dang, it's drawing a blank. But basically, it says something along the lines like either you're born with the gift or you become good at it. Either, either way, you don't betray it. You know? So these God-given ability that we have, man, it's our job to make sure that we sharpen that blade, man, and that we really harness and come into and embrace what we have. Mm-hmm. And don't apologize. Be unapologetic, man, for your uniqueness and for the gift that God got you, that gave to you, you know, so for me, man, going back to, to Garden Kobe, man, like I was, the crowd was into it. I had about 33 tickets to the game. My, my man. mother that raised me and my grandfather, they all came to the game. Do you know this was, was the highlight, you know what I'm saying? Like for, really of, of one of my careers, you know what I'm saying? We won the game and I actually got in the game because I wasn't a guy that uh, played a lot. But anytime my name was called, whether that was for 10 seconds or whether for five minutes or whatever, I always made sure, man, that I gave my best effort, man. But anyway, I'm guarding Kobe. I knew what he was going to do. I'm going to be real with you, man. Like, Kobe's just that spe- was, was just that special. He was one of those players. You knew what he was going to do. He was going to get to this spot and fade and hit you with one of them little shimmies <laughs> and then raise and elevate. You know, but it's on YouTube, man. If anyone gets a chance to check it out, man. He uh, Not the Shannon Brown block. But the Kobe Bryant versus Mario, because I know a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, be like, I want to see Shannon Brown block. But anyway, <laughs> um, a special moment, man. Kobe is just someone that, uh, like it was a moment where I'm starstruck. Like, I'm like, oh, man, I'm guarding Kobe Bryant. You know, like, really guarding Oh, man, snap out of me. You got a job to do. And then that competitive nature, like I said, once it's on, it's on. I'm like, look, man, I got to stop him. Unfortunately, man, I didn't get a stop right there. But <laughs> Um, LeBron James, I'm just talking about just physically like the king. Like he's deserving of that. LeBron James is the king. You know, uh, he's just so physically strong and his high basketball IQ. You know, for me, I'm 6'3, Kobe is 6'7, LeBron is 6'9. 
So even when I try to contest their shot, you know what I'm saying, because they're six inches, four inches taller than me, they still don't see me. Uh, the thing about LeBron, again, that he's just so physically strong and, and so so smart, uh, he's cerebral. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he sees the game two and three, five, six plays, you know what I'm saying, before it actually even happens. He knows where everyone is supposed to be on the floor, man. And, I mean, how do you guard somebody like that? But with those two players, you just want to try to make it tough. You want to make them work for everything that they got. And uh, I would like to think, man, when I was guarding them, man, that they – they got the best of me, and they didn't want to see me for 48 minutes. Hey. <laughs> My dog. <laughs> That's absolutely. absolutely love it. You know, were there any moments you can think back to, like, what was your favorite two times, let's say, in, in college ball, your favorite moment, and in the pros, your favorite moment? Just a moment, whether it was actually during the game or something that happened to you. Can you recall a favorite moment from each of those time periods? Yeah, well, a, a couple of moments, man. Well, so one of the moments was <clears throat> um, I was actually a freshman, um, and we went to the Final Four. So that Final Four run, I mean, because arguably we're the best team ever besides the 1990s team who went to the Final Four, but we went actually to the national championship. Even though we lost, that experience in itself, man, I can't compare. As, you, I, as I sit and watch college basketball – and, you know, see them play like in the uh, the West region or the different regions and stuff. And you see the, you know what I'm saying, the Sweet 16, then the Elite Eight, and then the Final Four, and just know what that experience like and what we went through. And you got to keep in mind, back then, there was no social media. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't get to, you know, doing the videos and do all the things so that we can go back and relive those moments. All we have is the memories. We have a few pictures here and there. But I remember cutting down the nets, putting the net in my mouth. Mind you, I ain't played a minute, but you couldn't tell me. Like, like then... I was the type of football player, man, that didn't play in the game. We won the game. I go and jump in the mud pile, you know what I'm saying, like get my, my uniform all dirty and would celebrate. Like, I didn't care. I mean, I cared. I wanted to play, but I wasn't sulking because I didn't. I was just so happy just to be a part of mm. team, that camaraderie. You know mm. what I'm saying? Just something special for me. Uh, definitely graduating because my grandmother came, um, you know, to my graduation. My grandfather, they made sacrifices for me. They didn't get the, a college degree, much less at Georgia Tech. Like, for them, I remember my grandpa, like, yeah, we got our degree. Yeah, granddad, we got our degree, baby. You know, that was a special moment for me. And then uh, the slam dunk competition in college, that was also a special moment for me, uh, you know, because I got to showcase a lot of uh, athletic ability that a lot of people didn't know I had. And it was here at Georgia State. So it was local, you know, for me. That, that was cool just to represent Georgia Tech to have that opportunity. And then, of course, when uh, during uh, veterans camp – we had our last preseason game. They came back and told me, he said, look, man, you had made the team. I want to uh, imagine the emotions that I was feeling at that moment in the pursuit of happiness when we, they told um, Chris Gardner that he had got the job and he held it in. And then he went outside, man, and he had that. Anytime I see that moment, man, I get chill bumps. And I'm literally crying because I can articulate and, and feel that moment because that's how I felt when they told me I made the team. Mm. And. You made me feel that moment just now. I, I just got chills, man. Mm, mm, mm. Congra- and congratulations <laughs> yeah. on your victories. Wow, wow. yes. And yes. being brave enough to not just experience them, but to enjoy them, mm-hmm. you know, and being a part of the team, as you mentioned, and also those who may lose sight of what can be in front of them and also what they've overcome along the way. Mm-hmm. Those are some amazing points uh, that you mentioned and I know as we, you know, uh, get closer to wrapping up, I certainly want to ask you about the, the inspiration, as we know a little bit about, but, you know, what finally made you say, hey, 
defend the dream. I'm putting it on paper. This is this is going to be something I can pick up and read or give or send. Yeah, so that, that's a great question. So this is my thing. We oftentimes, we as, as people, we always put off and say, look, man, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z when I have enough money or when this I is, every I is, is dotted, every T is crossed. And this is something that I had said that I wanted to do while I was in the league. And so for whatever reason, man, I just didn't, you know what I mean? Like I, I was procrastinating and really that is not me. Like I'm so proactive and intentional, but again, you know, just doing other things and just moving around too much. And I always said, God, you've given me so much. I owe this to you to make sure that I'm, I'm fisher of men. You know what I'm saying? That I'm leading men back to you, that I'm using my voice, my story to impact and to empower others, and more importantly, to manage their expectations of what it means to defend the dream, what it means to have a dream that is not just a straight, narrow path. You know, that you're gonna face adversity, you're gonna have self-doubt, you're gonna have fear, you're gonna have rejections, you're gonna have the naysayers, you're gonna have some type of obstacle that you're gonna have to overcome. So uh, the latter part of my career, you know, actually is when I retired in 2016, I was over in Argentina playing really well overseas, man. I mean, I was jumping. I was, man, I was feeling really, really good, man, about myself and the way that I was playing. And uh, unfortunately, I tore my Achilles. And when I tore my Achilles, uh, which is is painful, very, very excruciating pain, man. But I'm going to tell you this. So at that moment, like I said, I was playing really well, right? At that moment, I I didn't question God. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe the the 25-year-old, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe the the 16-year-old, 21-year-old question God like, why? At that point, I said, when I tore my Achilles and I was sitting up in bed and I had my my, my foot, my leg elevated, I said, what do you want me to do now? At that time, he spoke to me. He said, it's time. I knew exactly what he was talking about. And so that's the time, you know what I'm saying, that I started and I started working on my book. And so here's the thing about God, like, God will tell you, hey, I want you to do something. And if you don't do it, he'll find a way of humbling and sitting your black behind down. And that's what he did for me. You know what I'm saying? Literally. You know what I mean? He sat me down and said, look, it's time. And so for me, it's like I ran my race, right? I ran my race in life and, and I did some amazing things. And I still got things, other things that I'm trying to accomplish. But now it's time for me to hand that baton off to the next young man, young woman, you know, adult or whatever, and watch them run their race and cheer for them, you know what I'm saying, as they run their race. And then when they finish, hopefully they were so inspired by me and then also inspired by their own journey, and then they hand it off to the next person. And then we both cheer for them. So you start off with one person cheering, he finishes race, now you got two, and then they finish three, and then it just multiplying. And that's just what life is about, man, and, and it's serving others and inspire, inspiring others, man, to become them better selves and whatever it is. Not, not just in the career, but a better parent a better man, a better woman, a better servant, a better friend, a better sister, and so forth and so forth. And so oh, man, talk, talk back, talk, Mario, Maurice West. Hit <laughs> <laughs> you with the Maurice. <laughs> oh, man, that was beautiful, man. Well, we definitely have to wrap it up. But, man, that was so inspirational. I love it, man. You know, like I said, you're always my brother, man, because we actually have – such like such an identical story. He was a walk-on, I was a walk-on, so I can't wait to share my story as well. But man, Mario, it's always much love, man. And we do appreciate you for actually being um, our first guest on this 21-day uh, transition. You know, this video and your interview is helping other players be the best versions of themselves and ultimately reach their ultimate ambition, man. So thank you so much. 
So Stan, you got it, man. Yo, thank you again, Mario, for, for being here with us. We look forward to staying in complete contact with you. Uh, those of y'all, make sure that next, tomorrow is another day, same bad time, same bad channel. So make sure you are here to enjoy uh, another piece of this 21-day transition. Yes. Uh, and remember, you know, be sure to meet us here tomorrow so we can share with you how you can pursue your game beyond the game. My name is Sam Pierce II. You absolutely heard it here first. Take care. Peace. Peace. Have a good one, bro. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new show is posted. And please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about our events, courses, and other programming, check out GameBeyondTheGame.com. Thanks so much for listening. Peace.